At times, we all feel lost in search of something more. This is Christina Dam, and this is Liberate the Podcast, a podcast designed to help inspire and guide you forward through everything spirituality, creativity, art, and just giving you a sense of empowerment so that you can be powerful, be magical, and be free. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. Today, we're welcoming one of our facilitators, Diana Osberg, with us, and she really does kind of everything. I mean, she does sound baths with us, and she does sound healing. She's also a wellness coach. She does uh, yin and restorative yoga. I mean, like, really, I mean, there's kind of everything, mind, body, sound, uh, you kind of fuse together. And, you know, we're really going to be talking today about tapping into your energy life force, right? So welcome. Thank you. It's a big topic. (laughs) It is. It is a big topic. But I mean, I think like, you know, all of your training and modalities that you do span a pretty far reach of, you know, from body, from vibrational sound, Mm -hmm. from wellness and putting that all together. But the baseline is that energy force, right? It is. And that is indeed the baseline. Um, And the the thing is, is that um, you can tap into it through so many different types of modalities. Um, So you really just have to find what works for you. And that can change too. It can shift. And I think sometimes people take it too seriously. and It's like, I've got to concentrate on this one thing, but really just have fun and explore. That's what I I like my students to do. So something might not work for you, but something else might be very powerful for you. Yeah. And at different times, right? In different different ways, you know, like there's always... You know, and I'm sure like as you've went through your journey um, studying, you know, you've gotten to a certain point with different things and then there's a level of curiosity or maybe Mm -hmm. you're feeling that there's something that you need to figure out an answer or solution to, right? And then it dove you down a different modality and a different understanding, There are lots of rabbit holes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And they're very attractive. Well, and you do, you have to go with your intuition and that's essentially what I've done. I, I... Started with yoga. Okay. Um, exploring, I different, ask, yeah, exploring different forms, and and there were some physical reasons I wanted to do yoga. Mainly, to I have a chronic shoulder and neck problem that developed out of you know work situations where mm-hmm. you you get kind of stuck and your energy gets stuck here. Yeah. And I didn't know that at the time. I know it now, um, and uh, so. Eventually, I found uh, a yoga class that I loved, but it wasn't labeled as yin yoga, but it turns out that's mainly what it was. Okay. Couldn't believe how, um, how powerful it was for freeing up areas in my body that um, I didn't realize had frozen. Yeah. Um, and then one thing led to another, and I started delving a little deeper into yin yoga. When I first started studying, it was mainly just a physical practice. And then I became interested in uh, learning about uh, the energy meridians and realized this is all based in traditional Chinese medicine, that these meridians that run through our whole body 
our um, energy channels and our energy gets stuck in these channels for various yeah. reasons. A lot of times it's due to trauma. It could be physical trauma and it can manifest as lines of tension in your muscles or um, muscle spasms or, or um, it can be emotional blockages because emotions are actually energy. Yeah. It took me forever to find that out. Um, and it's a good thing to know that your emotions are energy. Your emotions are not you. You are not your anger, but you may be angry. You are not your sadness and grief, but you can feel the sadness and grief. And what happens is when we experience emotions that are perceived to be negative, such as anger, grief, fear, we tend to hold on to them um, and we don't allow them to process through. Uh, particularly in our, in our culture, we tend to be embarrassed by emotions and we like oh, yeah. to keep them in. But when you keep them in, they get stuck in our body as because they are energy, they, they get stuck in various places and we don't Either we either don't realize they're there or we don't know how to release them. So a lot of the modalities that I work with, all of the modalities I work with, are to help to free up those blockages, whether they're physical, emotional, um, spiritual blockages. Mm. Um, and the, the title of our episode today, Tap Into Your Life Force Energy, um, it's kind of a play on words because one of the rabbit holes I ended up going down into was to follow that thread of traditional Chinese medicine deeper and, uh, and also explored and have studied for a while now um, Qigong which oh, is yeah. related to Qigong and breath work yes. you do. And, I mean, we, we so, put all the modalities down below. It's, but, these but, are all, these, and these are all related to, to yeah. traditional Chinese medicine and those energy meridians. The, the energy meridians are um, very much tied to our internal organs, mm -hmm. which in turn are t tied to specific emotions. So let's say, for instance, we're dealing with the lungs, Okay. Um, the lungs are um, the first defense against disease. Mm -hmm. They are also re related in the lung meridian, related to the emotions of sadness and grief. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've all experienced that. And I think particularly in this last year and a half or more with the pandemic, we've experienced a great deal of loss. A lot of sadness and grief around all of that. And so there are ways, physical ways, that, that I teach people in the tapping and acupressure massage to help you release those perceived negative emotions and learn how, um, like with the meditations I do, and see, it's all related, and mm -hmm. so it's hard to talk, to separate it out and not no, talk yeah, about others. But, but with, with meditations and with the breath work, learning how to breathe through these things and allow them to process through and not to judge them as whether they're good or bad, positive or negative, they just are. They're just there and allow them to process through. So a lot of what you do then, if I simplify it a little bit and correct me um, if you need to, but it's 
really allowing people to flow better, right? Mm -hmm. On an energetic level. And when when you say um, life force energy, from your perspective, what would be the definition of that? Because we're talking about a lot of different forms of energy, emotions Mm -hmm. as energy, these different meridian points and channels and your organs. But what is that life force energy? Yeah, it's all pretty much the same thing. Yeah, it's it's really what keeps us alive. If we didn't have the life force energy, we wouldn't be um, living in these bodies as um, human souls having an experience Mm -hmm. on you know, a, a physical experience on, in, on earth. Um, the, the, the soul, we op- often um, see it, we often see ourselves as um, bodies with souls, but we're actually souls with bodies. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't know how to drive these vehicles sometimes, you know. Yeah. We, we come in and, and we learn certain ways that, and we forget what is the natural connection to all that's around us. And we start separating ourselves from nature, from Mother Earth, from the universe, when we're actually all connected, we're all interconnected, and we're all interdependent on each other, whether we're um, connected to humans and other animals or plants or Mother Earth herself, who is Mm. a living, breathing organism who supports us in spite of us not treating her very well most of the time. But it's that life force energy, and in terms of um, of traditional Chinese medicine and qigong, that primordial qi, that when we start to develop as humans in the womb, it's our navels that develop first. Mm. And two inches below our navel is what's called the lower dantian in, in um, Chinese medicine and qigong. And um, this is where our primordial qi began. Our qi, um, spelled in this case Q-I, sometimes uh, see it spelled as C-H-I, is the Chinese version of prana, which is mm-hmm. the... Um, Indian version that you may hear in when you're taking yoga classes, you'll hear prana. So I use the words are interchangeable, yeah. and that's your life force energy. So the primordial chi is that life force energy you were born with, okay. and um, and then coming back to the lungs, what do you do with the the lungs? You breathe in the air, and that is the life force energy that you're pulling in from all around you, as the, pulling it in from the universe, pulling it in from, from the, the earth. I mean, it, there's so much you can do, and it's so much fun. So don't worry about the details. <laughs> Don't get caught up in the details. Don't get caught up in the details. So you, you allow your inter- intuition to come through, um, and your intuition will become stronger the uh, more you practice the different modalities and explore and find out what works best for you. So what yeah. would be some of the benefits for somebody to, you know, um, I guess what we can say is to activate or allow that life force energy to flow freely what are some of the benefits from doing these different modalities techniques and you know to help clear 
Well, I guess this, the broad strokes would be that you would find balance and come into well-being. Okay. Um, and what the, are some of the smaller yeah, ones? Yeah, and then we'll break that. <laughs> we'll, we'll drill down. Um, stress is a big one. Um, we're always in a fight or flight mode all the time. And in that uh, sympathetic uh, nervous system is always activated. We always think there's a tiger out there chasing us mm -hmm. when we're sitting in traffic on the 405 or, or um, you know, at work and rush, 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 and we've got to do this and we've got to do that. And I, I quite often say we're human beings, not human doings. So it mm -hmm. takes time to be. And that's the <laughs> like that. opposite side of it, the, the parasympathetic nervous system. So the modalities that I work with and all of the modalities that you have at, at Liberate, uh, whether it's massage or meditation or um, psychic readings, any of that helps you connect deeper with yourself and therefore connecting with all that exists. Mm -hmm. Helps you to settle down that fight or flight mode that's pumping adrenaline and cortisol into your system that's not good for you. Um, and helps you to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest and digest. So. That's a long way of saying, let go of stress. <laughs> okay, so we got, we got one benefit is to release stress, yeah. right? And um, then... Boost your immune system. Okay. This is a biggie for right now. And I, a lot of the, I do um, a couple times a month, I'm teaching some uh, body tapping and acupressure massage classes here. And mm -hmm. that's one of the big things that I work with is the immune system. So learning different techniques where you can um, strengthen your immune system, strengthen your whole respiratory system. Uh, as I said, the lungs are the first defense against pathogens. Okay. Your last defense of your, are your large intestines. And um, interestingly, in, in traditional Chinese medicine, the large intestines are paired with the lungs. Mm. So yeah, in, in um, traditional Chinese medicine, the internal organs are paired with each other, the lungs being the yin or mm. the feminine, uh, darker side, uh, like the moon is a yin, is the darker mm. side to the sun. The, everything's in balance, the sun being the yang side. So your large intestines are the yang and they're the last line of defense in your immune system. Mm. Um, and then um, things like PTSD, um, uh, you know, stress, uh, we mentioned stress, depression. Um, I have really good thing here called the uh, three, the three mile point. Okay. Uh, and I should probably explain acupressure massage just very yeah, briefly before yeah. I dem demonstrate yeah, that would a couple be, that of things. Would, that would be good. Yeah. But back on like some of the benefits too, you know, like, and then we'll get into some okay. of these, the, um, you know, one of the reasons that you even got into some of the modalities and going into yoga was you had some physical pain, right? Physical you know? pain. And then of course, you know, we all have things from our childhood that begin to resurface as we get older mm. and they manifest in ways that are not helpful oftentimes and those things were popping up anger issues uh yeah <laughs> yeah and um so learning how to release these things and you know it you can take a lot of time and 
work with a therapist and talk, and th that's very helpful. But one of the things that's not helpful are our monkey minds. And mm -hmm. if you've studied um, meditation at all, you've probably heard about the monkey mind. And it's always chattering away at mm -hmm. you. So these modalities help to, to settle down that monkey mind, that mind chatter that's just incessant and says bad things about us and, you know, yeah. and it makes us worry and helps us to come into the present moment, which is when life takes place. Life is not yesterday or tomorrow, it's right now at this very moment. Yeah. And we're always trying to um, cling to what was mm -hmm. or worry about what's to come. But these modalities, again, help us to live in the when, now. In the now. Um, and it help, helps us to, to develop a sense of non-judgmental awareness. Mm -hmm. and that, that's a Buddhist concept. But you don't have to be Buddhist or believe in Buddhism or have any particular type of religion to understand how powerful this concept is. And to um, it takes a little bit of discipline mm -hmm. to remind yourself not to um, react when something happens because most of what happens to us in life, we have absolutely no control over it all. Mm. Um, and so when, when you can control something, you take care of it. But knowing that you can't control something other than maybe your reaction to it, when things start to come in and, you know, you learn this through, I, I learned it mainly through yin yoga. Okay. Because yin yoga is um, essentially long-held um, floor poses, you're, you're sitting in a pose that may be quite uncomfortable for three to five minutes, which seems like an eternity. Uh, <laughs> and you have to learn how to rest in that discomfort. But when you know that that discomfort is okay, it's not hurting you. If it's pain, that's something else. Yeah. And then you can do something about it by shifting your position. But if it's discomfort, you train yourself to come into the present moment and rest in stillness within mm -hmm. that discomfort. So that can apply outside of the yoga mat and, and in any life um, situation, knowing that I can't do anything about this at this moment. And just being aware of how you're feeling. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling mm -hmm. angry. I'm feeling fearful. I'm feeling joyful. Uh, whatever it may be, just recognizing that in a non-judgmental way as to whether it's good or bad. And allowing it to flow through you. And in doing that, it keeps it from attaching to you. Yeah, uh, or getting it, stuck. Getting stuck, same, yeah, say, same thing. And um, so, because when these things get stuck, and now we kind of bring in the sound healing part of it, mm -hmm. um, we, our body starts to get into a state of disharmony. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like an orchestra that gets out of tune. And so these different modalities. And when I do the sound healing, I call it a tune-up. Um, you're kind of bringing all of these elements into balance and harmony with each other. And we're coming back into everything's about vibration. 
Yeah. We are energy. We we are not the solid mass. When when you know, I'm going to give away my age here, but when I was in grammar school, I learned that matter was solid. Well, it's not. It turns out. <laughs> <laughs> and it's vibrating and it's moving all the time. And, and that's it, so it, so wonderful about how, like, you know, I think a lot of the people tend to label spiritual or esoteric type of things as having this hooey-wooeyness to it, right? But as science continues to develop and progress it's actually, they align with each other and yeah. there's a lot of evidence that supports it. And it's really important to say that it isn't, you know, even if some of these traditions came from Eastern schools of thought mm -hmm. or traditional Chinese medicine or wherever they, India and yoga and where things originated, it doesn't mean that that's tied into any type of belief system. Mm -hmm. These are, these are techniques. Yeah. These are, these follow the element of physics yeah. and it's, and it's all and based the, in science yeah. yeah but it wasn't known that it was based in science yeah. when these were developed so they 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 seem like this is oh this is eastern stuff or this is this stuff or this is that but take away any other religion take away any of the, even the spirituality from it just take away from mm -hmm. these are techniques to help heal release move forward, empower, energize, all of that. And the beauty of it is, is that you're learning how to heal yourself. I'm not doing anything. I'm just showing you. Well, I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they're showing, showing you the I tools. I mean, if you're playing the sound bowls or yeah, you're doing the, something. Well, well, yeah, I'll take that back. It, it's about intention, particularly yes. when it comes to the sound healing. But, you know, you're learning how to balance your energy and you're tuning up because your, your tissues vibrate at different frequencies naturally. But through trauma, it changes the frequency. Mm -hmm. And that's where we can start to have problems and health issues uh, when, when those vibrations are off. So you start to tune yourself up like an orchestra, so all of the parts are working together in harmony. Yeah. But you know what's interesting about the science aspect? I'm, I am so excited to see things changing suddenly. Stanford University has a program studying sound healing. <laughs> Sound healing is over 5,000 years old, and we're, you know, talking about balance. We're starting to see a balance now between the Eastern medicine and the Western medicine. Mm -hmm. It's starting to come together. I'm seeing well, even older than 5,000 years old, yeah. because yeah. there was the At vibration least. of uh, mantras and sacred sounds of vibration from dialect that were was used as healing. And then the instrument healing ended up coming in. And what's interesting, too, is that somehow they've determined that the first thing that existed when Earth exploded or the universe exploded into existence was sound. That's the first thing that existed. And the sound that they've identified was OM. <laughs> you enjoying this so far? Did you forget to subscribe? Make sure to do so. It takes two seconds. Just press that little button, the red one. You know the one. Just press it, little like. All right, enjoy the rest of this content. Which, <laughs> which some people might identify as this, you know, like uh, maybe you know, 
Eastern mantra or, or yeah. the, but it's just, it's a sound. It's a vibration. It's a, yeah. you know, like when you, when you allow yourself to just be open, mm-hmm. there's things to take away from everything. And I was going to say too, that um, recently I've seen a couple of examples where uh, Reiki is being used in the surgical situation in, in the, in the OR um, where somebody will come in and do Reiki on the patient while the doctors are doing the surgery, which I think is so exciting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, but I mean, those are, to get the results, you know, yeah. is taking all the tools. Yeah. And so it's it's really about coming into balance, um, allowing um uncomfortable energies to flow through you so releasing anger releasing fear um, worry sadness and grief releasing control uh, mm-hmm. that's a hard thing to do and and some people uh, say surrendering to it but people don't like that word surrender yeah but it is it is a kind of surrendering and as soon as you start I'm always been a big control freak so it it took a long time for me to release and I'm still working on that but I've gotten a lot better and as soon as I through non-judgmental awareness start feeling like I'm trying to control a situation and I release it and things start flowing go with the flow um, and suddenly good things start coming to me. And that's another part of it, is that you may have um, dreams, which are great, and things that you want to do, and you know something that you're aspiring to. But when we start to control those things, we limit them. Mm-hmm. And when you just put that intention out there, release that intention to the universe and then allow things to start coming in and they may not be what you expected but they may be a whole lot better oftentimes they are yeah Uh, because from our limited perspective we can only have a limited idea of what's something that's good for us or that we want right but as we shift that but i want to like share with uh, people a little bit about like you know how does this trauma or other types of energy blockages and things manifest in your life they could they could be all the obstacles that you're facing Mm -hmm. from you know a lack of receiving fulfillment or a great relationship to um you know not living your potential or your truth or you know having beautiful friendships or you know health or all of these other areas of your life but you know there's these energies or these stuck emotions or these stuck blockages are really what can be behind why you don't live the life that you truly want. Yeah, and I, you know, I see this over and over again, and I, and I, I know intuitively that there's a lot of truth in it, um, is that the universe keeps sending us the same situations. You keep getting hooked up with the same people with the same problems <laughs> over and over and over. You know what I'm going to say. Yeah. Until you've learned your lesson. And you start, you know, for me, I started realizing, wait a minute, why did this happen again? Why did that happen again? And I realized the common denominator was me. <laughs> Yeah, we want to we want to blame. And someone yeah. told me a long time ago when you 
point one finger at somebody, there's three pointing right back at you, you know? So Circular firing squad. <laughs> so, it's a, you know, I say those three are bigger than that one that you're pointing, yeah. you know? So. So, so being self-aware and when you practice these modalities, you know, I was going to mention too, there, there's a lot of power in taking classes, whether you're doing it on Zoom live with mm -hmm. an instructor or you come here and study with us in person. But there's another tool that if you don't really know what you want, what really works for you, and maybe you're not quite ready to come to a class yet, YouTube. Um, there are yeah. amazing videos on YouTube and I like this one. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you can you can learn so much and then you can practice these things at home and figure out you know, what feels best for me? And then you can take a class because there's nothing like taking a class, particularly when it's in person yeah. with, with other people. Because speaking of energy, you're sharing the energies of the people in the room with you too. Yeah. Um, so it, it really um, it, it makes it a lot more fun and I think more instructive too when you have other people to interact with. I love that. Yeah. And speaking of learning, I think that before I stopped you from demonstrating yeah, a few techniques. I love <laughs> yeah. So if you, if if you don't mind, you know, yeah. giving somebody maybe a little tool or something that yeah. they can take home. Let's do two two or three if we have time. Yeah, that's fine. Um, the one I like to start with is called the thymus thump. And okay. This is something you can do every day. Just make a loose fist. Okay. And just place it on the center of your sternum, and just begin to tap. Thump the thymus. The thymus gland is right behind the sternum and it is the governor of your immune system. Does it matter if it's left or right hand? No. Because I just followed you. Yeah. <laughs> if you get tired you can switch your hands. But, um, but I didn't I, know if it was like directed more on the yeah, left side or the right side of you. Some of the, la, la, some la, of the la, practices. La, la. <laughs> And the, the, uh, the thymus gland tends to be sluggish for most people, so this really helps to energize it, strengthen it. How long do you do it for? You can do it for a minute or two. Okay. If you only have 30 seconds, that's fine, too. Just okay, but the ideal it. is like yeah. a, at least a minute? Yeah, then that's good, and you can try to do it every day whenever you think about it. And then we have all sorts of immune points all through here. And... Um, I should say acupressure massage is uh, essentially acupuncture without the needles. Mm -hmm. So you can do acupuncture on yourself without the needles. And we're just um, targeting certain points along the, the um, energy meridians, uh, energy channels. Um, and this, in these acupressure points is where this energy tends to get stuck. Okay. And these points are like little whirlpools of energy, like, okay. like little vortexes. So I'm gonna bring you to two points here, right in front of the shoulder and underneath the collarbone. Okay. This is the beginning of the lung meridian, and most of these meridians are bilateral, so okay. we have them on both sides. And this is lung one and lung two, and we're just gonna tap here. 
And you can either tap with a loose fist, you can make a little chicken beak tap here, or you can use I the like flat the of your beak. hand. Yeah. Chicken Whatever. beak, chicken beak. And this is important is to listen to your body. Your body will, is really smart and it will tell you what you need. So we just tap here on the lung meridian. And um, the lungs are related to sadness and grief. So this helps you release any blockages around sadness and grief and allow that to flow out of you. Also on the physical plane, it helps to energize the lungs, to expel any fluid, any phlegm in your lungs. It also helps to stimulate the carotid artery that brings oxygen to your brain. So it can help to blow away brain fog. And it should feel I really good. No more brain fog. <laughs> and then, so we're not out of balance. Let's do it on the other side. Okay. <laughs> and as you do this, you can just bring a little non-judgmental awareness to your breathing, to your lungs and your whole respiratory system. And just see if your breathing changes as you're doing this. I, I love doing this. It just feels so good. There's so many things you can do. But let me show you one for depression. Okay. And this also has a lot of other applications, but, but it's really nice for depression. This is on the stomach meridian. So you take your four fingers down from the kneecaps and find the top of your shins. I mm. like to use my thumbs, but you can use any fingers that work and just slide off to the outside a little bit. And just begin to stimulate that with your thumbs, or I like to knock it. And this is stomach 36, otherwise known as the three mile point. Okay. And this is really great for stamina and for depression. Yeah, really great for depression. Good for, um, you know, uh, digestion, uh, settling an upset stomach. Um, coming back to the stamina part, it's called Three Mile Point because the, the story goes that the Chinese army would march for three miles and they'd stop and do this. Oh, really? And then, you know, a couple of minutes, and then they would march for three more miles and then they'd stop and do this again. <laughs> I like that. So it's referred to, I call it body tapping. This is a little friendlier term. You can call it meridian tapping. This is on the stomach meridian. Um, you can call it uh, qigong tapping because this is a common practice in, the, in qigong. I already feel better. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though. No, well, and that's, that's um, one of the wonderful things about it is that after you've done a little tapping, you can just stop. And just turn inside briefly. You can, um, you know, you can either close your eyes or you can soften your gaze and just notice the energy that's pulsing through. It's really amazing and it's so powerful. And it's nice and, how it's like, you know, we're in the middle of a conversation, lots going on do, 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 but literally tapping and just, it almost takes out the, the noise in the room. It's one of the interesting things. When I first started doing this, it's not something that occurred to me, but as I began to teach classes and I, t I teach 
not to be a teacher. I teach because I am so passionate about these practices that I'm absolutely compelled to teach because I'm actually kind of shy. And when I first started teaching, I was really nervous about teaching. <laughs> but I have to teach these things because they're just so powerful. But anyway, this is one of the things that I learned as I was teaching is that, oh, it's bringing everyone into the present moment because they're all focused on what they're doing right now. Yeah. And everything else goes away. And it really does, no matter where you're working, it brings your whole body into balance. It also changes everything on the cellular level. It, mm. it, it alters, um, actually to kind of tap, in, tap into the breath work <laughs> part. Um, coming up in early December, I'm going to be teaching a Sudarshan Kriya class. Okay. Um, That's a form it, of breath work. It, it what's is, that breath work practice? It's pretty rigorous. It is a combination of cycles of breathing. Um, some of it is very calming and grounding, and some of it's very stimulating and um, cleansing. It's okay. a purifying, a lot of it's purif purification, um, which can be quite rigorous. Um, and it's a, it's a great practice because um, what I learned when I studied it is that our cells turn over every 40 days. If you practice Sudarshan Kriya every day for 40 days, you'll be a totally new person. And wow. it, you know, but it's it's like any of these other modalities is that it helps to um, f free stuck energy. What you're doing is when you breathe in, you're breathing in fresh life force energy, and when you breathe out, you're you're expelling old stagnant energy and old any sort of e yeah. emotions, which are energy, anything that no longer serves your greatest good. And it's a way of when you're releasing, you're let going, you're letting go of control. <laughs> it yeah. all comes back. It's all a big web that's all connected. But I yeah. like it. And I like how everything that you teach all is about helping people just go with the flow and yeah. allow things to move. Yeah. You know, whether it's through vibration, whether it's in sound, whether it's through tapping, whether it's through movements and postures, whether it's through, you know, all yeah. of it. Right. And and ultimately what it does is it brings you inner peace. Yeah. Um, and my saying is that in order to have world peace, each one of us needs to find inner peace. So that's my ultimate goal. <laughs> yes, it's a big one. But it is a, a big it, one. But it's, it's worth well, going a, after. Absolutely. Yeah. So Diana, where can people find you? I mean, of course, through here at Liberate Yourself, lots mm -hmm. of different classes, um, both by yourself and with some collaborative uh, facilitators. Um, and then what about your other handles or information? Yeah. Well, I, my website is Inner Story Retreats, and it's yes. innerstoryretreats.com. Um, and uh, you can find me on Facebook at Inner Story Retreats and okay. on Instagram at Inner Story Retreats. Okay, so Inner Story <laughs> Retreats is the place. And also we'll put all those links down here yeah, too. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for today. And if people, if you like this, um, please like, share, comment. It takes a second of your time, but it makes a huge difference in helping this video or this podcast become more 
visible and out there towards everybody else. There's a thing called algorithms and they're real and we need your support so other people can benefit. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Have a great day. Till next time. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this conversation, please like it, subscribe and share it with your friends. If you want to hear more about what we have going on and happening online or in, in the neighborhood, check out liberateyourself.com and sign up for our mailing list. Uh, also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Liberate Yourself. It's you are self, U-R-S-E-L-F. Until next time, be powerful, be magical, and be free.